0: The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live, April the 4th through the 6th, as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to wealthwattwattstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code PODCAST. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA, you're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So, you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhilewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. Everybody, I have a love language and that love language is close. And my friend, Joey Murray. <laughs> He gets it, man. You get this thing. So thank you. I, I, I know everybody <laughs> is not aware of what just happened, but I had to had to stop the podcast a second ago, walk out, meet the guy, that my little clothier guy. Yes, I have a clothier guy. I know you're going to be like, gosh, oh, you're a part. Hey, mean, hear,
1: you hear clothier, um, it should equate to high maintenance. Okay, just think <laughs> high maintenance and that that's 100% accurate.
0: I love clothes. And I walk out and the guy's like delivering me a gift card. He's like, hey, this is just a gift card from one of your buddies. I just want to bring it to you. And by the way, I wasn't even giving you credit, Stallion. Like I had referred (laughs) a friend of mine to him. I saw him a couple of weeks ago at an event. He had his like new sport coat on. He's telling me about it. So I thought like maybe he was sending me a gift card. Like I was like, it's kind of weird that he would know my birthday though. And so I walk inside here. I sit down before the free press record. It says, happy birthday, Russ, Joey Murray." And I'm like, man, thank you,
1: man. You're welcome. I, I knew, you know, you got some, some time off here. You got some trips coming up. You got to be geared up. I know you. So, Hey, it's the best thing I could think of for your birthday.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, that has nothing to do with today's podcast, but it, you know, one of the things I would say from today's interview Every one of our podcasts has a purpose. It just not be purposeful for you, and but there is, there, there's a pick for every barn, as Mark Podolski likes to say. <laughs> whenever it comes to land flipping, and there's a podcast for every person, and and this podcast episode is basically where one of our listeners who had been listening to another episode totally connected, like he had heard some other ideas, land flipping, had heard the short term rental thing, sort of interested, but then he heard this concept of buying and selling things on amazon he said that connects with me because i have a background from there and he's like i just went all in i just did the coaching i went through the program you'll hear him talking about that we kind of bounced around a, a bunch during this interview but it's just pointing to there there is a, a gift that has been given to everyone i was mine is close Um joey <laughs> yours is noticing that and, and being <laughs> about uh, gift cards for it For today's podcast guest, it was working inside the Amazon space. Yeah. Bryce Shields is one of our clients first.
1: And I want to back up. We didn't cover this in the interview, but Bryce set a foundation even before he had chosen his path, um, as far as e-commerce is concerned, that he was going to put cash into his control. He started an infinite banking system that he wasn't even sure what he was going to use it for, but he knew he needed a better place for that money to reside. And and so I think he laid that foundation. Then it it turns on the creativity juices, right? We've said this before, but it happens time and time and time again. And this is no different. He said, I've got this cash. I need to have it to do something. I need to deploy my capital. That's what he said. But ultimately... That's what happens when money is in your control. You have to tell it what to do. And this just happened to be the way he's winning big in e-commerce as a result of setting that foundation so many years ago.
0: Well, if you've ever wanted to know how that works, how's a real life example of somebody doing it, today's episode should give you uh, a decent amount of feedback to it. You can join the community, as we point out, inside the episode, go to wwwwallstreetcom forward slash passport, and you can DM Bri and get a lot more your questions answered that we didn't ask because we're morons. You know that already though. But thank you for listening to this episode, Joey. Thank you for my my gift card, bro. You're welcome, you're welcome. Happy birthday. Man, thank you. All right, let's jump into this episode right now with Bryce Shields. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Muray.
1: Welcome in the show, guys. Uh, You're in for a treat because we have our Southern brother from another mother, Bry Shields joining us. Bri, so glad to have you on the show, man.
2: Glad to be here.
0: Bri, tell me um, a little bit about e-commerce. I know that that's been the space that you've been playing in for a long, long time. And I'm, I'm super interested to hear about this because we've had other people on the show. Daniel Espy is somebody that's come on the show in the past, talked a little bit about the Amazon space, e-commerce space. Tell me about your experience in that over the last five to 10 years.
2: Yeah, well... I started a sunglasses brand with my brother-in-law and his brother. And we, uh, kind of struggled to scale it to the level we wanted. So we sold it to some other folks who are running it now. Um, and that was my initial experience with e-commerce. Then I launched my own insurance agency. I was, I'd been selling insurance for years and I sold that recently to a large brokerage, uh, hub international. So, uh, and I work for them now, but I needed, uh, an opportunity for passive income to put my capital to work. And, uh, I came across the Amazon coaches that Daniel Espy had used who y'all interviewed, uh, I guess six months ago or a year ago and got in their program.
0: Now, what was, um, you, you got it, you were in the sunglasses business. Why didn't you stay in the sunglasses business?
2: Well, mainly because I couldn't scale it to the level I wanted. We were not selling on Amazon, and we should have been, um, and we did not have experience with supply chains or retail or anything, <laughs> and we were selling to the fishing market because we like to fish, and we just couldn't, um, we just couldn't get it. We didn't have the capital, and we didn't have the know-how to scale it, so it became just a time drain for us. It, now, why do compare you hear
1: that? Compare that though to what you're doing now on Amazon. Like how do you see the opportunity now compared to them?
2: Yeah, so now uh well first of all, Amazon is not easy to learn. And that's why I got uh I got in with these guys that uh that taught me how to do it. But I mean the biggest difference is that you already have customers. Am- they're Amazon's customers and you are literally just uh looking for opportunities where you can launch a product on their platform into their marketplace. I I envision it like if you walked into um, uh, walking down fifth Avenue in Manhattan and you could put up a store there and you didn't have to pay rent or anything. You just had to give the mayor a portion of your sales. (laughs) Um, And that that's a much different opportunity. And, And then if there's so many customers on Amazon that, if you launch a brand there and it takes off, then you can start selling off Amazon as well.
0: And I mean, that's super interesting. So you're the e-commerce space for most of us, we've purchased things online, but we've never thought about starting a business online. We never thought about what would go into that. So how did you even start this process? Obviously. The idea of the sunglass business came and went, but now you're you mentioned the Amazon Amazon space. So first, what are what is it that you're selling? What's your niche?
2: Yeah, so I have uh, two different niches that I'm in. One that's already launched and is and is doing well uh, in the medical and survival niche. Uh, okay. We sell gear for the military, you know, survival and medical gear for military, police, SWAT, EMTs. Okay. Um, and then we've launched a golf brand, uh, a, a golf range finder.
0: Well, and, and, uh, and those two seems totally connected if you've ever played golf with Joey, but <laughs> for, for everybody <laughs> else, why, why is it that like, how, how did you decide on those two things? Was it just ideas you had that you're like, man, I really want to create this, this thing. Tell me about the process you
2: went through. Yeah, so the medical space was kind of interesting and serendipitous. So Neil Twal, one of the coaches that I hired, uh, he actually found this product and said, hey, there's uh, there's this product on Amazon that's overpriced and it has crappy listing and you can come in with a better listing and a lower price if you can source it right and beat these guys. And we were on a coaching call, and he said, does anybody want this? And I was like, I don't have a product yet, so I'll take it. And, uh, and you know, I'm not getting rich off this one product, but it's the five-by-five five rule. You, you launch five of them, and if you can get $5,000 a month in each one, then you've got a business on your hands. Um, so that's how that one got launched. Uh, my wife is an emergency physician also, so as I've expanded my product line, she's been able to help me select um, high quality, high needed products for that. And then I, I play golf and I buy range finders. So uh, I saw an opportunity there because the big name brands in that category are charging, you know, $200, $300. Uh, and then there's some cheap Chinese brands that are charging like $80. So I'm kind of right in that middle ground.
1: That's so interesting. So in your, I think this is really eye opening because you went into an Amazon coaching relationship not knowing what you were going to sell. Correct. And, and so I, I, I don't know. This is may just be the way I would be thinking about it, but I would think most people don't ever step into this. If they don't already have an idea and they don't already have it like a proven idea. But in this case, you're able to enter into that and then essentially work with a coach to determine those factors. And then it happened to be something that you actually could have some expert opinion on with your wife being involved. I think that's a really interesting thing. But how would you tell somebody else if they want to get involved with this, like that process of determining a product? How did what are the things? do you yeah. go through?
2: Personally, I think unless you just already have like a serious expertise in something, I think it's better to go into it without a bias because uh, if you were to go through Neil and Reed's coaching program, uh, which I I think anyone who wants to sell on Amazon that hasn't done this before needs a good coach and they need to go with someone who knows what they're doing, Um, but you're going to have access to data. And the data is going to tell you what you need to sell. And Neil and Reed are going to help you with that if you were to go with them. There's other coaches out there too, but they're really good. Um, And because you want to sell something that has high demand and not enough supply. (laughs) I mean, that's the simplest way to sell something. Uh, It's like if you wanted to sell hot dogs, where's the, you know, there's lots of hot dogs you can buy. Where's the best place to sell hot dogs?
0: Coney Allen, during the, the that, the eating festival thing that they do,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or I, or I always they set up a stand outside the floor of AMA at two a.m. Like you're going to sell a lot of hot dogs, <laughs> well, and, and that that's how I see it with Amazon. It's like sell a product that people want.
1: Well, and you're using Amazon's data to inform your essentially your product design, your product, like everything about
2: it. For the most part, I use some off Amazon stuff too and um like like in this case my wife is a resource for me yeah um and then i go you know with golf i do think i mean i think there needs to be some factors of like what do you know about how to make this product better than your competitors because i mean at the end of the day you can see all your competitors and what they're doing how they're selling it what their prices are and then you need to create a strategy With pricing and value based on that. And so, yeah, I mean, you need to either have the ability to know about the product and do your homework or, um, or already know about it. So, um, but, but there's lots of opportunity.
0: Okay, walk us through what you've done. I think we've kind of bounced around a little bit. I want to take somebody who's never heard any of the interviews we've done with any. You're talking about Neil and Reed with ASIN three hundred and sixty, right? Uh-huh. We've done yep. some uh, interviews with those guys. We've actually done some like five day workshops with them, which is amazing. If you if you want access to that stuff, go inside of our community, and you can message Joey and I. And we'll point you in the right direction. But if you haven't heard any of that information, I want to pretend the person listening to you Brian, is hearing this for the first time. They're trying to figure out what their path is, right? We always say you have to have a goal, then you create a path in order to then move in the line of creating passive income for you. You had a history with working on e-commerce. It was natural. You had a kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. you were used to sales because you're in the insurance world. What did you do? Like, talk us, um, talk us through the, the steps from a high level that you did in order to get to that first product. You sat on a meeting. You heard, you you heard him start saying, "Anybody want to do this product?" Yeah. Was it there, that well, simple?
2: Well, so the journey to get to that part was, um, you know, as mentioned, I had sold my business, looking for places to deploy capital. I did look into short-term rentals and land flipping, uh, still have interest in those spaces, but uh, I was listening to your interview with Daniel Espy, and he had gone through this coaching program with ASIN 360, and because of my history with e-commerce and, and sourcing product in Asia, uh, I, had, I felt like I had a little bit of a base to go off of there. So that was kind of where it started for me. And so I, I joined that program. I joined that coaching program to learn how to do it. Uh, and in that program, we have uh, regular, well, I think, well, we have t- twice a week coaching calls um, as a group. And then you have private coaching calls as well that you can schedule. Uh, and they have course material that you go through. So I spent hours. I would it, uh, spent nights and weekends, um, didn't have much of a hobby for that six or eight months there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and so back it up even a little bit further. Why was, so you wanted your money to be at work, but is there something bigger that you're trying to accomplish with, um, starting this Amazon business?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I want to achieve financial freedom. I want to have my monthly profits exceed my monthly uh expenses so uh obviously i I have a job i work for the company i sold my agency to um i i guess i've more or less accomplished that there and i don't have any intention to leave there but i uh but i have to work i have to take care of my clients um my goal with the e-commerce is to have uh I'm developing my SOPs and I want to, and I'm going to be outsourcing the work uh, more and more over time as I streamline it. So, which can definitely be done uh, within the Amazon ecosystem.
1: Now, and, and you've told us this offline, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like how we first got together was, you know, talking about infinite banking and then how you've been able to build that system to then, create this passive income like yeah tell us about that relationship how that worked
2: yeah so I uh my wife and i started a policy um i guess uh eight years ago maybe six years ago i can't remember how long it's been but it's got it's been built up and it has some cash in it and so we um we use that uh we used it to renovate our house and we've also used it to uh start this e-commerce business. Um, so, so we've, uh, we're going to take the profits and pay it back and, uh, keep going from there.
0: Where does this lead to? How do you see, you know, the, the next product line, are you going to just keep building out products within the golfing space, within the survival space? Is that what you see? Is like ne- next thing, you know, you're the next great outdoors or what, you know, the, the, the next, top golf uh you know supplier where where do you go from here
2: well uh i certainly don't want to outgrow myself in that regard because I, i'm trying to keep at the top of my mind my objective here which is freedom not another job um so i've got a job and i don't need another one uh and you know getting too ambitious with your brand size can you you can get ahead of yourself there so uh if you want to begin with the end in mind think about what you're trying to accomplish and for me it is to lower my tax basis and uh and increase my free cash flow to my household so if i can build a brand that gets to a size where i you know that i can handle uh, and then once it starts to reach the point of pain i need to start Looking for a buyer if I'm, you know, if the business is ready for that. So okay. I want to build the brands and sell them and then start over. You, you
0: said something that I want to uh, go back and unpack. You said you want to lower your tax basis, but increase your cash flow. Tell us how you do that in the e commerce space effectively.
2: Yeah. I mean, so building a business, you know, uh, I heard somebody say that if you want to uh, lower your tax basis, you just need to do what the IRS and the government want you to do. And they they tell you what they want you to do because their tax structure is based on it. If you have a job where you get a W-2 salary, you pay the highest taxes in America. Whereas if you build a business, and I learned this from doing it, if you build a business and sell it, you get long-term capital gains, and the government rewards you for that. And that's a lower tax basis than a W-2 wage. So, um, so I'm not trying to make money off of uh necessarily the S Corp profits. I'm trying to make money off of build it up for two or three years, sell it, get long paid the long-term capital gains, which lowers my tax basis, take that capital, go build another brand, do it again.
1: So so shifting gears a little bit, someone's listening right now and they say, I've been interested in e-commerce. What is it that Bry knows about this space that would help me make a decision on if it's a good fit for me? Like, and you're, you're in these group coachings, you see people who are being successful and people who are not, is there Mm -hmm. anything like in common or things that about yourself that you would say, man, these are some critical things you ought to make sure before you dive into the space?
2: Yeah, I would say, uh, number one is make sure you have the time, uh, to do the initial, uh, learning and launching because there is, uh, I don't want to sugarcoat it. There's a, there's a time commitment to that. Um, and then you need to obviously have some capital to deploy. You don't need to have tons of money. Um, but let's
0: let's break that down. What you say time commitment, how many hours per week have you been dedicating to this?
2: Yeah. So if you want to get through all the course material in, uh, three to six months, you probably need to spend, uh, Probably need to spend twelve to fifteen hours a week uh, for that learning phase, so
0: you know two to three hours a day gets you through it yeah and, and then you said capital, you don't need that much capital. what does that much mean?
2: uh I would say now uh you know different coaches will tell you different things it depends what type of product and how fast you're trying to scale, but I think to really do it uh, the way I think most of your listeners would be interested in, you probably need to have. You probably need to be ready to invest 75000 or more, including training and inventory purchases.
1: Russ, I remember my dad specifically say to me, Joey, you got to go to college. I don't want you to end up like me. And you know what my dad was saying is in order for things to change, things have to change. You can't end up just like me.
0: Well, I think, I mean, we we as parents, sometimes we take on the burden thinking about our kids and, and how we want something better for them. And we want to know what will their future look like if I don't take action, if I don't do something different. See, in my house, I'm the role model.
1: You're your kid's role model. And the buck stops with you. It's time to take action. If you're ready to take action, join us at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get started on your own journey
0: to financial freedom. All right, let's jump back into this episode.
1: That does depend on like if you're at a much higher end product versus a lower end product. I mean, give us a range like what are what are most of the products that you see people starting in ranging in price from?
2: Yeah, and and so to to unpack that a little more too is like you have um like like the first product I launched I only invested $2500 in it. Um, but you know, I only make on that one product, I only make like 300 to how much? Am I? I'm probably making 500 hours a month in profit right now, and it's growing, but like, you know, I obviously have to have a lot of those, so um, I can't, uh, so you know, yeah, it depends. You, you can do it for lower capital, but um, but then like my range finder is a hundred and sixty dollar retail product, and you have to buy a lot of them, so. For that, you need to have more capital to do it.
0: For somebody who's never created a product and then turned around and sold it, what are the typical profit margins you're trying to get all in, cost of goods sold, to what you sell it for?
2: Yeah, you want to have really, uh, ideally, you want to have $25 to $30 retail products or more. And then for that, you want to pay, uh, I'd say, if if that's your, uh retail price you probably only want to pay like five or six dollars per unit for it because then you're going to have shipping costs which are exorbitant right now and you want to have uh you know and you're going to have to pay amazon the 15 percent plus the fulfillment charges so you end up with uh you're targeting a 25 percent net profit that's my target typically
1: this this brings up a good question last week we had um on our round table we discuss inflation how have you seen the inflation globally um affect this amazon business like how do you manage changing prices and supply you know moving like to me that's a little bit of a scary thing uh, for if you've never been in that world like how has it practically worked out for you in that
2: yeah it's almost a non event the inflation because all of your competitors are facing the same thing. It's not like it's not like inflation is only affecting me. Like it's affecting everyone, and so everyone has to raise their prices. Hey, and you you may not feel it, but the prices have gone up on Amazon.
0: Well, you, you say it's not affecting you. Uh, can I push back on that to some degree to say, well, if I were selling the same survival products or I was selling the same rangefinder that you're selling, and I had my product made a year ago and I had inventory of 10,000, hundred thousand units. I'm just making up numbers here. Right. So the products I, I had created a year ago when the prices were lower, would that not put me at an advantage to you as you're trying to do it today? Good,
2: good, good point. Good question. So the way you gain an advantage in a hyperinflation environment that we're in is to load up on inventory and it takes a little more risk, but if you can buy product today, you're getting it at a discount from six months from now. So, and then also if your uh, competitors run out of inventory and you have inventory, then you win. So yes, I guess to that extent, if, you, if you're light on inventory uh, or if you were light on inventory, it could hurt you. But the thing is most companies, big brands and everyone until 2020, Everyone was light on inventory. The model was uh buy inventory, get it in six weeks, sell through it, buy more inventory. And and not until 2021 did companies start wanting to load up on inventory.
0: A, a little birdie told me that there that there were supply issues, uh supply chain issues out there. I don't know if there was the one in your background or not, but how are you navigating that? Like how long is it taking you to get your product?
2: Uh, yes, the supply chain issues are a challenge and, and they do affect new sellers a little bit more than ones who are established who already kind of know how to forecast it. Um, but there's a lot of new sellers and so we're all facing it and it's not like the big companies aren't facing it too. It's taking them just as long to get product in as it is me. Uh, so when I order, uh, for example, like my range finder, it will take them four to six weeks to manufacture it, and then it's going to take at least six weeks uh, typically for it to get to me, uh, although that's what they say. It's really more like eight weeks uh, by the time it sits on a container in the L.A. port for two weeks.
0: All right, so your your situation is a little bit different. I want to walk somebody through this. if If they were deciding to go down this pathway – Is it typical they go through the train and you said and you want to get through the train in three to six months. So I'm going to dedicate three to six months of just learning. And in in that process, I'm spending 12 to 15 hours a week. And then I'm going to try to determine what my product line is going to be. Can you give me an idea of like how you're trying to find new products? Like what process are you going through in order to determine what's a good fit?
2: Yeah, so so within that time frame, you'll be selecting products. But one of the biggest uh, exercises you'll do, and this is pretty time-consuming, uh, if you were to go through the ASIN 360 coaching is they have you make a list of 500 products that you could launch. And uh, it seems you, you're going to want to try to not do that, but they really push you to do it. And the reason is because there there's a, several reasons. The most important reason is because it, it helps you eliminate the scarcity mindset. There's there's endless opportunity to innovate in this world and create products. And if you have 500 products, you're never going to have to wonder what you're going to sell because you can pull from that list. Uh, and then the second reason is it just gets you in the mind frame of looking and doing the research. Um, so so that's what you will probably spend half, if not two thirds of those hours doing.
1: So t- talk about like the biggest challenge in this business that you've seen so far that could help somebody determine, you know, is this part of their investor DNA? Like we, we talk about the pros, the cons and the resources necessary to go down any of these paths in our investor DNA course. Help Mm -hmm. me understand the cons or the the biggest challenges, at least, that you faced.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, finding reliable suppliers can be a challenge. Uh, Dealing with the supply chain issues is a challenge. Again, it's one that everyone else has too, but it is not not a challenge. I mean, uh, so, you know, you got to have the patience and the tenacity to deal with all that. I mean, I don't know how that compares to, for example, land flipping in terms of the turnaround time and effort level but um it definitely requires patience and tenacity and and it and there is and there's a there's a learning curve to understanding the amazon algorithm uh you gotta like marketing because you gotta get inside a marketer's mindset when you're creating getting graphics created and writing copy for your listing so Those are some of the challenges.
1: Well, and even thinking about the products themselves, like you have to think like a marketer if you're Mm -hmm. creating a product. So I could see that being, you know, maybe somebody says that's not really my skill set or I don't really feel like, you know, it's something I want to pursue on that. That's helpful to at least to whittle that down in their, in their framework.
2: Yeah. And for me, what it, what it, I think what I like about it from like a personal perspective, personality perspective is that it, it challenges both your right brain and your left brain. I tend to be more analytical by nature, not very creative. And so I get that because of the advertising and the algorithm and the research phase uh, kind of goes into the the, you know, more of the analytical side of things. But my creative side is challenged in the creation of products, the marketing, all that kind of stuff.
0: All right, so I'm, I know we need to land a plane here. Super, super interesting conversation. You, you said a lot of different things here. You said five by five rule, and I think that was one thing that we didn't really break down. If if it's all right, I'd love to to kind of finalize that thought, and then we'll we'll kind of share a little bit. If somebody wanted to uh, take you up on the range finder, I know we got a lot of golfers out here. Ho- hopefully, nobody's in the survival needs phase, right? Unless we got some <laughs> yeah. of our Ukrainian friends listening to us, but. Talk us through what that five by five rule means.
2: Yeah, the five by five rule is the ACE and 360 model, which is that you will launch uh, five products at $5,000 a month. I mean, it's just a general rule of thumb to get you in the mindset. That's all. But it's the idea being that sometimes people obsess over thinking that the path to financial freedom is to go hit a home run. And the idea of it is you can hit a. You can hit several singles and accomplish the same goal, and it just makes it feel a little bit more, you know, like something you can accomplish. Like my my first couple of products are not uh, they're profitable. And there's demand for them, but I you know I'm going to be able to launch several more of those just like it to get to my goals.
0: And on, when you man. say your goal is it is basically ultimately to get the brand to a point that you can sell it. How do you know? it's reached the point that it's purchasable or if that's the right word, I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm actually reading a book right now called exitpreneur by a guy that, um, talks about how to do that. Uh, as far as how to, uh, you know, for specifically for e-commerce businesses. But, uh, for me, it's going to be a combination of time frame and the dollar amount that it's worth. Um, so, so I'm hoping <laughs> Three years.
0: Is, I, I'm sorry to ask to pry, but I'm I'm always prying. I always want to know more about how that works. What do you mean by that? Like, how do you know? Like, I, so let's just say well, I'm out there. I own a business that that's uh, online. How do I know I'm at the right time to sell it? What is that metric that you're looking at to say this is the right fit?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like that's that's very subjective to your own personal situation because for me it's going to come down to uh if the business is achieving uh a minimum financial goal i had and not uh not you know and, and if the time commitment to scale it beyond where i've gotten it to if i if i get it if i can grow it to the point that i can do and uh with the time that i have and that i'm willing to put into it and then when i get to that ceiling whatever that is if i feel like Uh, I don't have the time or desire to put into the next phase of growth. For me, that's going to be the time to sell it.
1: Gotcha. And so it's not necessarily like, Hey, X amount of sales, X amount of profit that, that just is a sweet spot in general for the space. You're just saying personally, you're going to determine the the trade-off, the time commitment versus the reward.
2: I mean, yeah. my My personal goal is to get them to seven figures in their value. So that, and to do that on Amazon, you need to have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of the EBITDA, of net profit. Um, so that's my personal goal, you know. But I'm gonna. The caveat to that is going to be that that time factor.
1: Well, it it wouldn't be a good podcast if we didn't use the word EBITDA in it. So I appreciate you bringing that up. <laughs> It's just fun to say, I mean, be honest if, it is you, fun if, you, to say. if you asked me to explain it, I wouldn't, but I love saying it, <laughs> and I appreciate you doing that. Um, how would you so walk us through TrueView, the 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 golf brand, the Rangefinder, and if people want to go there and learn more about it, how, where do they need to go?
2: Yeah, um, check out our website. We are for sale on Amazon. I'd love you to buy it there, and actually it's cheaper on Amazon, but go to our website first just to check it out. <laughs> uh and uh the reason it's cheaper on amazon is cuz i'm trying to build up uh, i want to give i want to feed the beast i got to give them what they want so they'll promote my product more um but uh leave me a review if you get one uh you can also reach out to me privately for a 20% off coupon but um i uh it, you know it's it's a top quality product and it, it's highly accurate it'll reduce your game by 7 strokes <laughs>
1: oh, uh, can, it'll, you buy, uh, can you buy multiple ones like Russ was asking me about that
2: yeah you can buy you can buy 10 you can buy however many you want <laughs> We I'll tell you what we do that's different than everybody in our space though uh, one is we're about 40% cheaper than the big name brands the second thing is we offer lifetime free batteries uh, and we do a 50% off loss and accident replacement in the first two years so if you lose it or break it uh we will give you half off your next one
0: wow so you guys actually will ship batteries to somebody yes man that is amazing i I mean i I can't ever see myself waiting for the batteries to get there but (laughs) uh but that's that's interesting this is sidebar yeah i know we were talking about other things it's pretty hard
2: to find them so
0: Oh, is it? It's not like a AA battery or something like that. It's a
2: CR2 battery. So you have to go to, yeah, there's like okay. one on that the make, shelf. That makes more CVS. sense.
0: I was staying at a uh, an Airbnb <laughs> unit down in Pensacola and somebody had stolen the batteries out of the stupid remote. I was trying to watch a basketball game and I'm like, are you serious? I'm trying to find, I found no other remotes in the place, no other batteries in the place. And so I messaged the person on the Airbnb and they're like, oh, we could be there in like half an hour and bring you some batteries. I'm like, I can be at the gas station and back in five minutes. Never mind. You know, like I'm just gonna well, the here's there.
2: what we're gonna do, though. We're we're gonna we have uh, email sequences set up, and we know the life cycle of our batteries. And so, when you get to a certain point where we think you might be getting near needing a new one, we're gonna start emailing you and ask you to fill out the form and get a, a spare battery.
0: So t- there's a marketing thing really? behind that. We're, we're we're all aware of you. We're on to you. Tell me what it is. What's the what, what's the catch there? To sell them a new rangefinder, to sell them, no, to get them to give uh, well, you a better review. Uh, well, what what's the what's the catch? There is a catch. The, That's fine. There Let's, is
2: there is there is the marketing catch is uh, just to add value and build our brand because oh, we're going to continue keep, to keep. keep I, give, I'm give me go, the I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there <laughs> because we want to uh, because we want to. We're going to continue to innovate and launch new products. And we get you on our email list and we can tell you about our new products and offer them to you.
1: Okay. And and just so people didn't, I don't know if they heard it earlier. It's what's the the web address again?
2: Trueviewoptics.com. Trueview is spelled T-R-U-V-U.
1: Trueviewoptics.com. And they can go there and learn more.
0: Yeah. And just get on his email chain so you can buy new stuff. And if you want um, (laughs) reusable or new batteries along the way, they'll send them to you. Thank you for giving us behind the the trade secrets there. I I love love the idea. I love the fact that you've found something that's within your investor DNA, taking that and applying it to creating your path to Financial Freedom Bride. It's an amazing interview. I thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you all for having me.
0: All right. Well, as always, we appreciate you listening. If you find value in this, uh, just like Bry, we won't send you batteries, but please give us a review. It, it's, it's the way other people find out about the show. And if you do want to find out more about Bry join the community. If you're not already a member, go to what's wall street.com slash passport. And in there, you can type in Bri's name, that's B R Y. And you can actually DM him and find out more details of what he went through. If that's something that you feel interested uh, in exploring for yourself. So as always have an amazing day. This has been the wealth without wall street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the wall street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.